0: Kevin Bowen here. Don't forget to listen to The Fan now on 93.5 or 107.5 FM. And check out our latest coverage online at 1075thefan.com. Madness is here, and that brings the NFL chaos to a whole nother level with all the CBA and franchise tag stuff. It'll be a fun few weeks here in the NFL. I'm Kevin Bowen back. Another edition of Kevin's Corner. Jolie Molinaro across the way. Hey, hey. You got to be excited, man. Free agency is always a time. I know you're probably more of a team draft guy, but I feel like there's, I don't know, maybe you say this because it's the Colts and there's some unknown, just such a critical offseason. But I feel like there's a lot of interesting dominoes that need to fall, not only league-wide, CBA-wide, but some big freaking names in the NFL that we don't know where they're going to be playing next year.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, it feels like we've been saying this surrounding the Colts since Chris Ballard got here, really. So it's kind of like... Is this going to be the free know. agency period? Are, are we going to see the the expanding the numbers come in and different big names fly in? But um, yeah, man, it's always exciting. And
0: I I think this will be the off season. They do spend a little bit more. Uh, again, it, it's a two way street. And we're taping this on Tuesday morning, the the tenth. Um, you know, five days from now, the open market could look a lot different. But as of now, I, I still believe, if Chris Ballard honestly, if he's a man of his word. They're going to spend. You know, he he told his team after they ended that seven to nine season. You know, when when things like this happen, change occurs. That's inevitable. That's life in the NFL. And you base that off of you know needing to spend a little bit more to get to that eighty nine percent threshold from a cap standpoint. Obviously, uh, the lack of veteran voices, lack of depth, uh, just in general. I I I think the Colts will spend a little bit more. This offseason We'll lay out a free agency blueprint plan If you will um, On this podcast We'll get into Twitter questions Let's begin here, Joey Of just the free agents that the Colts Still have And kind of double back on Who I think they should bring back And who might come back Costanzo, I'd assume that's just a logistical thing That just needs to become official Um once you get past him, the, the, the Devin Funches thing, so interesting to me. Just on both sides of it. Does Funches want to come back? Does he feel good about the quarterback situation here? What do 31 other NFL teams look at him after really a year where there's no film on him whatsoever? And then from a Colts standpoint, when you look at such a terrible free agent market at whiteout, do you want to run it back? With Funches. does he feel like he wants a short-term deal? Does he think he deserves a little bit of a longer-term deal after a prove-it contract? I have no idea what the proper market value looks like for Funchess, uh, but he's a name. And then uh, Jabal Sheard and Joe Hag are probably the two other names, Joey, of guys that I would look into bringing back. I think you could upgrade a defensive line. So Sheard maybe not, but I like his early down presence. But, again, I, I've made it clear, defensive line, I think, as a position group, you can upgrade. And for Joe Haig, it simply comes down to, all right, man, you're behind a one of the better offensive lines in football. You're probably not going to start here for the rest of your career. Yeah. Does Joe Haig say to his agent, let's look somewhere else? Which is fair. I mean, I totally get that. And, and Joe Haig probably deserves a, an opportunity at that. Outside of that, you know, Josh Andrews, Clayton Gathers, the Raven Clark, Chester Rogers, Jonathan Williams – Whatever I mean, I don't I don't lose sleep too much. Adam
1: Vinatieri, no,
0: no, just move on, move on.
1: What do we think will happen with that? Do you think there'll be a big ceremony, a big press conference? Yes.
0: Yeah, good question.
1: An announcement of a Ring of Honor date already.
0: Yeah, I I think a lot of it honestly is on Vinny. Does he want to keep on playing? Yeah. I can't see the reason. You know, you want to go kick in Tampa for your 25th year.
1: I mean, he's got to make that decision within the next week, right?
0: Well. Not necessarily. Obviously, if the Colts don't want him to get to the open market, then yes, but I don't think it's that. I mean, this guy is rehabbing a knee injury that, by all accounts, it was going to take months into the offseason to fully rehab. So does Vinatieri want to get through the rehab, see how he feels, test it out a little bit, and then if he doesn't feel confident, maybe then he hangs it up. Like, I could see this almost being like a May or June sort of decision. Now, the vice versa aspect is, do teams want their kicking situation a little bit more solidified then? Does Vinatieri want to go have a kicking competition? That sounds crazy. Um, so I don't think this has like a crystal clear picture tomorrow. Um, maybe there is a, you know, a kind of an eye-opening sort of thought for him, but that's a competitive mf dude. I mean, he is, I, I that last image of him, block kick against Tennessee, yeah. That's tough. Yeah, so, you've been
1: big on that since it happened. Yeah, I remember.
0: That's tough. That's tough. And I get it. I, I don't want to act like I'm one, one thousandth of the competitor that Adam Vinatieri is, but dude, I don't like I don't like losing to anything. So I can't imagine him going out that way. But again, Funchess, Sheared, Hag, maybe Gathers just as a back end veteran leadership guy, but nothing more than I like. Kari Willis deserves a start. Yeah. yeah. I I don't want to mince my thoughts there. Uh, But we'll see if any of those uh, continue to happen over the next week. A couple just restricted free agents real quick. Um, Trayvon Coley, Marcus Johnson saw that. uh, I think Joel Erickson reported the Colts won't tender him, so he'll be gone. Reese Fountain and Roland Milligan are exclusive rights free agents. So um, as long as the Colts throw out an offer for them here the next week, they will be back.
1: Let's get to the real juicy stuff, KB, and that is the possibilities of the different free agents that could be coming um, that are out of out of house, out of town, into Indy. That's, that's what everyone is going to be yeah. talking about uh, here coming up next week. What are we thinking on that?
0: Okay, so I've said it before in prior podcasts, there's a willingness for the Colts to spend more. How could that look? What does that look like? That's what I want to get into here. And last year – the Colts made two significant moves. Justin Houston, highest-paid free agent defensive end last year. I think Devin Funches was the third highest-paid wideout. Those are notable moves. Yep, yep. Uh, I'd like to tack one more onto that. So if you can go out, spend, you know, big money, ironically enough, big money at a wideout, big money at a uh, defensive line, that to me is two boxes I'd like to see checked in the next few weeks. The third position I come back to is tight end. Now, like I mentioned, you know, a re-sign of Funchess, a re-sign of Shear, potentially, you know, that that could shift some things. At safety, if this Eric Berry talk is real, I'm good with it. Clayton Gethers out, Eric Berry in. You ever see the Heisman video? Eric Berry to the Halle Berry song?
1: <laughs> Probably back in the day, I remember that campaign very well because – he was, was he was that was guy. Like There's Tito's... always that
0: that juicy like uh, Jabril Peppers a few years ago. Right. There's that juicy yeah. defensive back that's that like
1: can, do it all. He's yeah, Charles Woodson, folks. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, no, he didn't but it, I mean Barry was pretty close. He was you know? he yeah, he was a stud in college.
0: Oh, I'll never forget watching Jack Doyle go up against him. Um, Western Kentucky played him, and I think I think Doyle punished him honestly on a on a play, which is kind of a wild thing to think back on. Um, I, I'm good with Eric Berry. Again, do I think he's going to come in here and be a 16-game starter? No, but be your backup, sub-packages, veteran leadership, all those sorts of things.
1: Your new Mike Mitchell. Yes. Probably better.
0: Great, great, great call on that. Um, I'm good with. Um, Let's start with wideout. I'm looking into Amari Cooper.
1: I'm looking really hard at it. Really, really hard at it. Even though he said those comments of, yeah, I want to be a Cowboy forever, you still got to do your due diligence? Yes,
0: that's that's fine. And a lot of us, I think, will depend on what happens with the CBA. And it's a very fluid situation. Again, we're recording this Tuesday morning. We'll see how it changes. But, you know, if the Cowboys don't have enough tags to go around and Dak gets one, you know, maybe Cooper hits the open market. I've made the connection before to Mike the uh, Colts' new wideouts coach, you know, being in Alabama when when Cooper was there. Um you look at this wideout group, Joey, and like my plan B's are like Funches, Nelson Aguilar, Brashard Perriman. I like Aguilar. Yeah, but I mean, like versus love. I think you love Cooper and you like Aguilar.
1: For for sure. But I'm just thinking, you know, more of kind of a Ballard type signing. But is Aguilar, Shane-
0: Kamar Aiken?
1: Darius hayward Bay,
0: Hakeem Nix.
1: I don't personally—I th- see where you're going. I don't personally think yeah. that, but— and, and, and I do think there's still more there. Um,
0: But there's also not the same quarterback situation that some of those guys struggled with. So, um, you know, Aguilar and, and, and Perriman, again, are a couple of plan Bs that I am at least intrigued by. But, it, it, dude, it's a, it's a sorry group. It is a sorry group of wideouts. Thankfully, it's a historic, historic out group in the draft, so uh, tap into that for sure. Tight end-wise, I'd like to see it explored. Um, the two big names are Hunter Henry and Austin Hooper. Uh-huh. Me likey. There's also a little bit of depth of that tight end group. That, Again, that might be more of a Chris Ballard thing.
1: Which one do you like more, Hooper or Henry? Henry, injury, injury history.
0: Yeah, that is a good question. Um, But
1: a real matchup problem.
0: Yeah. I'm nervous that Hooper has benefited so much from, like,
1: Julio Jones. Sloppy seconds off Julio.
0: Sloppy seconds might not be the right word but or the right phrase. Um, You know what I mean, though. Yes, yes, yes. But both those guys, you know, in all seriousness, Henry, if you're going to make me pick, he's might have had more of the injury history. But, um, yeah, that that is a tight end position that I think, oh, boom, you go there. OK, Jack Doyle, three year deal. okay Um Ali Cox still there. Doesn't seem like it's a very deep tight end group in the draft. So that would be my worry of just a, I'm a big believer. And again, listeners uh, of our podcast will know this. Can you cross off needs in free agency? Can you cross them off with younger guys? I think you can do that at tight end. I think you can do that on the defensive line this March. And I think you got to take advantage of that, especially when you might look into the draft and say, all right, we need those resources, and we need to spend them on a trade-up or whatever you want to do come draft time. Backup tight ends. I, If you had to told me this guy's name before the season, I would have thought he was a... Uh, Sigma Kai at Alabama. Jacob Hollister for uh, Seattle. Nice season. Maybe bring him in here. Uh, Tyler Eifert, um, when healthy, whatever. You know, top 10, probably in the league, but when healthy
1: is like. That's that's the main. Yeah, yeah that's the main a miracle significant portion
0: there. For sure. So those are the backups. Uh, and then defensive line. Uh, high level impact. High level impact. It's needed. Um, Chris Jones, Yannick Ngakwe. I. Are those tags official? I, I don't know. Some of them might, might already be official. But, um, you know, I'm so crazy, I, w- I would look into trading for him.
1: Just p- pray Jacksonville's dumb enough. Gakway's monster. Monster. I mean, so is Chris Jones, but you look at that edge pass rush that you talk about. For
0: sure. And again, young. You mm-hmm. know, and Gakway's what, 24, I want to say? That's crazy young for second contract. Now, Chris Jones, if I'm picking those two, I'm, I'm picking Chris Jones just because I think Still think Kamoko Ture, which I, I've kind of come around a little bit on, on on Ture. I think if he can come back from this injury, there could be something there. But um, that defensive line group, that's where I'm looking high level. Um, if you can't get that again, there are multiple levels to the defensive line group, which I think Chris Ballard has to love. You know, last year it's Justin Houston. Well, the year before that it was Danico Autry. There are a lot of I think Danico Autry types in this group. Does it? Turn the defensive line into a top-five group in the NFL? No, but, like, there's some there's some productive players that you can upgrade with. Um, so that is your, you know, Javon Hargraves, your guy, Jerron Reed, Malik Collins, Derek Wolf.
1: Hargraves um, can play, let me tell you. Yeah,
0: and more of an interior guy You can there. get to the quarterback. And that's where that interior rush, boy just non-existent at times, especially late late last season. So that's kind of what a free agency blueprint looks like to me of, you know, the 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 pipe dream is a clowny Cooper Henry, and that's like serious pipe dream, and that's laughable probably to think about. But if you can come away with something where maybe it's one from that group, maybe it's a second-tier defensive lineman, any of those things – that's where I'm going, man. And um, I think it's possible. I do. These guys getting to the open market and staying in the Colts price range, those are questions you can't ignore. But I I just think that Chris Bowen has spoken words this offseason. He hasn't spoken before when talking about the need to upgrade his roster. His words have been different. They've been more serious. More of an aggressive tone. Do you back him up? That's what we're gonna find out here the next few weeks. Friction—that's the word. Do you want to
1: get into the quarterback talk? Or are we saving that for Twitter questions?
0: Well, I, I, it's got to be coming in Twitter questions, so let's save it there. Okay. Um, but teaser, Joey, honestly, is I—I I don't see the need in free agency. Okay. I don't think it's the dumbest thing in the world, but I don't see the need. Right now, I'm a line wideout, wide-out, tight end guy in free agency. Okay. One more name that I will throw to you, actually. All right. Um, Let me make sure. Do a brief little scroll here of Twitter questions. I think someone asked me this on Twitter. It might have been DM a few weeks ago. It might have been Drew. Derek Henry. What if Tennessee says, all right, we're gonna go draft Jonathan Taylor.
1: We don't need you. What do you think? I mean, he's gonna try to reset the running back market, right? So no way. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I, I. No. Uh, no. Derrick Henry behind that old line. Yeah. I mean, that, but, but, I feel like
0: that makes Chris Ballard wake up
1: and and have dreams he never thought he'd have. Sure, but is the difference between. I think the difference between Derrick Henry and Marlon Mack, call me crazy, is smaller than the difference between what you need to upgrade at quarterback. Oh,
0: uh, spot on. I, I, I do not disagree with you. It's just, and honestly, it's a thought that I don't really, I'm not like, yeah. go get Derrick Henry. But it's just, it's kind of intriguing. And again, it's intriguing for one point, what you just brought up. What is the running back market going to look like for him? How do teams value him right now? Right, I would think Tennessee would have already made him a big priority and brought him back. Without him, you're, you're yeah. drafting top ten last year. Right, so I I don't know. Maybe Tennessee won't let him leave, and maybe you know all these agents are kind of letting the CBA bullshit play out. But um, yeah, that'll be uh, you know, because we've heard Marlon Mack no extension. He's still got one more year left on his contract, and I I probably wouldn't pursue it, but. Hell, you got so much money this offseason.
1: But, I mean, how quickly we forget? Kind of at the end of the year, they were struggling to run the ball, were they not?
0: Uh, Exactly.
1: I mean, I've said it
0: before. This run game in Indianapolis was not elite last year. Top 10 rushing defenses, New Orleans, Tampa. uh, I forget the third one. You didn't have more than 100 yards in any of those games. What's Tennessee doing? (laughs)
1: Just relying on living Oh, my gosh.
0: Just tearing up New England and Baltimore with that
1: run game. So, uh, yeah,
0: just a a thought of AFC South implications, and
1: we'll see what happens. I like it. I like it. Let's hop into some Twitter questions. All right. All right, let's start with Josh. Hey, Kev, love the podcast. Really thought you asked great questions to the draft analysts in last week's show. Two questions. With the surplus of talent at linebacker, Ballard loves re-signing his own. Could you see him extending all three linebackers if they continue growing the way they have? Number two. It seems to me, uh, well, he's just con- continues here. It seems to me to be hard to pay all three from a cap standpoint that you are in a base defense predominantly. Here is the second one: Have you or Joey ever w- uh, wanted to be a color commentator? Ooh, have you ever done that before?
0: Wow, okay,
1: two very different questions. Uh, let's yeah. start with number one: um, linebacker
0: thoughts. Great points, Josh, and thank you for listening. Um, they like they they like their linebackers a lot. I could see all three being extended. Now, obviously you can't extend Leonard or Okariki right now. They're so early into their rookie deals. You can extend Anthony Walker. Um But the base defense comment is smart and Bobby Okariki, I mean, that's that might be your breakout cult moving forward. I think there's a lot of belief within the organization of that happening. And does Okariki supplant Anthony Walker this year as more of an every down guy? That's a real battle that I thought. We were going to see last year. We didn't see really play out. Um, But maybe we see that here in 2020. Yeah, I mean, I I think extending them makes sense because outside of EJ Speed, I don't look at like Zaire Franklin or Matthew Adams and be like, bam, that guy deserves more of a look. So there's not like ready-made people, I think, waiting in the wings. So, yeah, I I think extending all of them makes sense. I don't, outside of Leonard, you know, Walker's not going to break the bank by any means. Um, And I think that room really gets along with each other Walker and Leonard are crazy close So, um, yeah, as far as color commentating First, I should probably speak better If I ever want to do that no, I have I've really never given it much thought, Joey, to be honest. Um
1: Well typically in those and to be a color commentator, yeah. you usually have to be a former player, for sure. coach, coach, GM. Yeah.
0: Did, did you do any play by play in college? I did three games. I did a basketball game and two baseball games. And I wanna say I was I wanna say I did play by play for one baseball and then color for the other baseball, other basketball. But and, you know, then it's just kinda like doesn't even matter students just get on there and you do whatever did you I mean you
1: did UND play-by-play was pretty heavy into play-by-play yeah Yeah. Um, which I love
0: I mean I think if I had to honestly if I had my dream job in this industry it would probably be play-by-play
1: for golf
0: for Notre Dame basketball wow yeah nice golf play-by-play that's tough because you, you're really telling stories more so yeah. than you're like rea- painting a picture. Sure. If you ever want to fall asleep on a Sunday, listen to Sirius XM Golf Channel. I bet. Oh
1: my God. Very boy. quiet tone. And
0: Tiger Woods is 20 feet away. Steps the up to break the... left to right. His glove, he puts it in his pocket. <laughs> and it's tracking.
1: And he missed it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's like
0: just, just
1: lulling you. Oh my sleep. gosh. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I mean, I always knew that color commentary like i said you had to be a player right. so I, I never really wanted to do that because i was like if i'm gonna make it in this profession it's gonna be as a play-by-play guy so did you
0: think play-by-play
1: for a while there yeah mm-hmm. my sophomore and junior year of college i was i tried to do as many football and basketball games as i could baseball or softball as well yeah i really enjoyed it something great about radio play-by-play broadcasting that's like you said you're kind of you are you're painting the picture and it's that freedom of it's your broadcast, so you can kind of make it your own. So, uh, But then, um, you know, you get out, and you're like, oh, everybody who's a play-by-play broadcaster either went to Syracuse or Northwestern, <laughs> and they're either, either 40 yeah. years old or, like, 80 years old and not leaving their job. And they
0: moved to Billings, Montana to yeah. do
1: single-A baseball. Exactly. All right, from Stan, outline your best-case scenario for a world in which the Colts don't draft a quarterback in the first two rounds. Feel free to either talk generally talk generally. Or dig into the specifics.
0: Oh boy, Stan. Um. Okay. Uh, Joey, this is where I'm gonna get into my quarterback rant. A okay. Bit. If I'm ranking non-draftable quarterback, I'm team draft quarterback. Remember, that's the, yes, the, that's yes, our hashtag. Yes, yes. I'd probably trade for Carr or Stafford. Okay. Now, makes sense. That's a lot to give up. Those two guys are under contract for multiple years. That is a long-term answer. Don't right. don't. This is not a Philip Rivers stopgap. You, you do either of that. That is a um, that is a long-term answer. That is what I would do. What does he ask for? Ideal scenario? Yeah, not drafting the first two rounds. Yeah, that's probably what I would do. And I know that's going to cost a lot, but you aren't. You know, potentially what what would you be giving up? Maybe a future first. <sighs> I still think you have enough draft capital You can cross off some other needs Now you're absorbing a bigger contract um, But I still think you would Have the ability to spend for a defensive Lineman and free agency as well But that's how I would look at quarterback Again I, I've, I, I've said it all along I think you need to do something significant At quarterback so if Stan's going to take away the draft from me I'm probably going to trade I like that a
1: little bit better than signing Bridgewater That That would be option three from Old Daner, let's say we draft Kinlaw, Chaseon, or wide receiver at 13. Sign a veteran quarterback and free agency. Would Brissett and our 32 be enough to trade back into round one for a quarterback? Thanks. Love the show. Brissett and 32?
0: 34. 34? Yeah, definitely. I mean, hell, you're only moving two spots. 34 is the second overall pick in the second round. Now, how high, high up probably is what he cares about more. Um, I would think Bursette in 34 could get you to, like, 20-something, 20
1: 23, 24, I don't know, somewhere around there. Sure, you know, Maybe I, draft one, you know, I mean, in the range of an Eason or a... Yeah. It, it who's that guy that's uh, coming up, not Love, obviously, anymore, but the other dude who's... From? No, he's from a smaller school. James Gordon? Yes. Yeah, or Anthony Gordon. Anthony Gordon, yes. Yeah, James
0: Morgan. Um, Yeah, Anthony Gordon from Washington State. Um, he, he was a fun listener at the Combine.
1: You you were over there a little bit. A little bit, but yeah. I didn't hear him, no.
0: Um, So, yeah, I, I think that would be mid-20s would be my, my best guess on. uh. Boy, can you imagine if that happened? <sighs> my head is exploding. Yeah, that would be a wild about
1: that. wild couple draft days there. Um, From Alaska Colts fan, Kevin, given the Colts quarterback tree, Manning Luck, do you think it would be better for a second-round quarterback to come in? who has less expectations everyone is going to expect herbert or love to be the next luck or manning frankly that quarterback is not in this draft class yeah you could argue burrow or tua however even those two do not do not compare to luck or manning you get what i'm trying to say yeah however history has shown that successful quarterbacks are drafted in the top 15 i get it and i think that's the
0: hardest part about evaluating quarterbacks joey <sighs> which of these guys can handle it which of these guys can step into seventy thousand seat stadiums and play for your professional job? You know, Jordan Love. You're projecting him in a totally different environments than he was ever in. Um, you know, Tua and Burrow. They don't have the most talented team on the field week in and week out anymore. Right. Like, how do you battle adversity? Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts is a guy that seems some adversity and been thrown into different situations. Does that make you like him a little bit more? So th- that, to me, I think is what's really difficult. But I don't I, I don't necessarily be like, oh, the first-round picks can't handle it, but the second-round picks can handle it. Like, whenever you beca- – if you're drafted in the first – if you draft a quarterback in the first two rounds, that is your quarterback of the future. You believe there is franchise quarterback traits with that guy. Like, think about it. What second-round pick do you ever draft and think – it will be a good backup for us.
1: If you do, you're doing it wrong.
0: What? Like, No, every second round pick that you're drafting, you're thinking starter. You're thinking high-level starter. So maybe that second round pick doesn't start from day one, but make no bones about it, that dude is going to be your franchise quarterback at some point, or at least you think that guy can be your franchise quarterback at some point.
1: All right, from Nate, random thought and was afraid if miss if I miss next week's podcast or forget it over the weekend, what do you think the Colts organization would look like if Arians doesn't get a head coaching gig and remains the offensive coordinator for Pagano? Would Pagano and Gregson still have jobs?
0: Luck's dead by 2014. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Luck took a lot of hits that first year, man. And, you know, no risk and no biscuit from Bruce Arians contributed to a lot of that. I mean, th- th- there would have been a good amount of success, but you just worry about Luck's health. And I don't know. Maybe maybe you, maybe you, as crazy as it sounds, maybe that problem gets confronted earlier. Maybe it's like, all right, he cannot be getting beat up. Maybe there's more of those Nick Perry, Green Bay Packer hits that almost knock Luck's head off his rookie season. And that that's a little bit more of an eye-opener. I can't imagine Arians just staying here for that long, though. That's a crazy. I mean, Arians clearly wanted that head coaching job. Yeah, and, and he deserved it. He
1: got air. What got Arizona to an NFC title game? From J.J. Ballard seems to have a rigid philosophy to improve the Colts: build from within, only buy bargains, draft assets are more important than winning devaluing of skill positions i don't think he wants to waste picks or money on a quarterback running back or wide receiver and his infatuation with the o and d lines this defense is fine as is is he as rigid as he seems would he violate his plans to make the team better can he be pragmatic to take advantage of opportunities to improve boy violate his whatever that sounded jj coming hard for
0: yeah jj does that ballard um I wouldn't use the phrase violate his plans or however J.J. said it, but uh, have a shift in philosophy have a, a, a and more of an open mind? Yes. I think that is actually there. Um, a, lot, a lot of good points, honestly, from from J.J., but uh, I think that that is something that, uh, just again, just a shifting of philosophy. The core belief is never going to change for Chris Bauer. That's fine. But tweaks – Tweaks. I, I think they're needed, and Bauer has said things this offseason that could lend to that happening.
1: All right, from our guy Yash T. says, hey, guys, what is one major key besides quarterback needed to help launch the Colts back into the postseason? Disruptive defensive line. Need it. Need it. Absolute must.
0: Um, you know, more of a ball in your hand playmaking making wide out would probably be next on the list. But to me, again, it is that. You just need a freaking dog. D-A-W-G-G-G-G-G on that defensive line. Yep.
1: Dog. For sure. Uh, From Brett Stockenglausner, is the Phillip Rivers to Indy basically a done deal already? Seems like that's what everyone else assumes. If that's the case, can we cross quarterback one off the board in the first round? Oh, no. I
0: don't think it's a done deal, Brett. Um, Chatter, certainly, but done deal, no. Uh, There's got to be. I mean, just crazy musical chair game with this quarterback situation. Crazy. Like, your elementary assembly musical chairs times 10. You know, like, it's going to be wild. So, I, I don't think it's a done deal. If you were to draft him, or excuse me, if you were to sign him, does that change draft one? I don't think it should. Now, some people will say... Well, yeah, that 13th pick needs to be a wide outer defensive lineman. And then you come back in the second round. I think the general consensus on like a guy like Jordan Love, no matter really where you draft him, you probably need to wait. Give him that one-year redshirt. So I don't think you're getting Love at 34.
1: Um, so I don't think it should should change that, now. From Casey with a K, who's the most famous person you have in your phone? Any current or former Colts? Are media members allowed to have Ballard, Reich, or say phone numbers? Well, besides you, um, yeah, that's
0: a good question. Reich, Ballard, yeah, probably. I don't. I don't really know many famous people that I. I, I don't have Andrew Luck's number. Um,
1: Who does have his number? You think? i Think any media members have his number?
0: The Siam Square delivery play? I, I I don't. No, I don't. I really don't.
1: Yeah, I. Feel, how does that? Pro- I mean, maybe you aren't allowed to say, but I, I am always curious about that because, like,
0: I think it's awkward. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think it's a very awkward process. Well, like, like getting Ballard's number. Getting back, yeah, that, and that one wasn't as awkward. Um, I'm, I think Wright texted me actually, which I'm sure he just probably got all of our phone numbers mm-hmm. from the Colts yeah. PR staff and just kind of little intro thing the player one is more awkward to me it's like yeah. hey man you care if i get your number and then you're kind of like in the locker room and you're like hoping no one's seeing that you're typing the player's number into your phone yeah do you go through the agent i don't know i mean i have i've talked about this before i'm not a big like breaking news person sure and inevitably i'm probably gonna have to say something not so great about you so i'm not trying to be like buddy buddy yeah with anybody um so i don't really go down that road too too much But, yeah, it's not like a, um, hey, guys, welcome to orientation. Let's exchange numbers if you need anything. And, uh, you know, hey, if you're going to the grocery, you can pick something up for just a big Colts networking event.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, here's my business card. Yeah. Um, Okay, from Lucas. Which free agent out there moves the needle the most for the Colts in 2020? Then he asked me, what's my favorite impersonation that I've done? So, number one, which free agent moves the needle the most? Probably Chris Jones. Even when he's tagged, is that like a sign-and-trade then?
0: Yeah, it would have to be. Um, now, okay, non-tag division, Clowney or Cooper, I think are the two biggest names.
1: I forgot about Clowney, yeah. Um, And,
0: and again, non-quarterback division. I, I mean, I guess to a degree, Brady or Rivers is a domino that could really impact things because, you know, what also Colts fans need to be cheering for the next few week, few weeks, teams drafting in the top ten. You want them to solidify quarterback. You want Derek, or you want Tom Brady to go play for Vegas or the Chargers. Uh, maybe that'll take them out of the quarterback market in the top ten. Maybe it won't. Maybe they'll say, all right,
1: we're in draft Jordan Love, too. Do you see uh, Brady started that production company out there?
0: Dude, I was filming on the Fan Morning Show earlier today, and I meant to mention that. I'll have to do that on Thursday or Friday. But, uh,
1: yeah, I'm intrigued. Yeah, 199 Productions because that's his pick. Yeah, but it's like a, okay, is this like a LeBron type move here? For sure, and I'm thinking to myself.
0: You get closer to that market, Raiders, Chargers.
1: But the Chargers' O line is so putridly bad. Yeah.
0: But what about taking a tackle at six or seven, wherever they draft? And I don't know. I know, but
1: it just seems like that's really like at least for LeBron is like okay, you know, give him a year, he's gonna get his guys in there. He's still yeah, Brady doesn't
0: have that. Right. He doesn't have that. Right. No, you're right. I, I just think of Brady's point. I just. Ugh. I know it's weird to say but I hear a lot more TB12 199 brand talk out of Brady right now. Yeah. So, for sure. I mean, God love Indianapolis and you and I love the city more than anything, but
1: I don't know, man.
0: There's only so much growth.
1: Uh as for my favorite impression, I I really enjoyed Luck and Mike Leach. Um oh, I, I know it's tough Leach. because Luck is retired and Leach isn't, you know, like a Huge household name, unless you're really into college football. But
0: oh, Leach going in the SEC is great for you. Yeah,
1: I mean Leach is just so fun because it's just really anything you say, you could, it, you don't have to make sense because you could see him saying something like that, and that's the funny part of it. And then Luck was my first. You know, it's you know you never yeah. get your first one. So what really about Saban? Those. I, I, Saban's fun, but I there's just too many psychos out there that are just like they're too negative. Alabama vultures. People, it's like I I it's amazing to me how so many like grown ass white men get so pissy about impressions. I'm like, do you guys not have anything better to get upset about?
0: God bless social media.
1: It's like Alexandria, Ocasio Cortez and my impressions. <laughs> if you're like thirty eight to forty two years old and white and have a beard, that those trigger you so much.
0: Dude, I love when people like call me out on Twitter and obviously you get it ten times more. Um, just with your following, I love to scroll through their timelines and see what else they attack. And you're spot on with it. It's ridiculous, dude. <laughs> it is, so, is Thirty
1: eight followers, a yeah. selfie with a beard, right, and like, right? right. Or, just, or an egg, yeah. Or an egg, and then usually if you slam them back, they delete it because they're little bitches. To be yeah, honest, yeah, I'm breaking it down here. No, that's but, that's real. Yeah, that we did. All right, from um. Dairy, 18 how excited is everyone going to be when Jacoby is a starter day one and the Colts draft a quarterback in the eighth round? <laughs> For those who don't know, there's only seven rounds in the Oof, NFL draft.
0: seven, man. <laughs> um, again, I would be stunned, stunned, if it was no draft pick a quarterback.
1: Can you imagine man. that reaction? I, I, it would... I'm not even a Colts guy, but I'd be borderline pissed.
0: Yeah, I would be pissed. I need a quarterback because uh, I got a wedding Saturday of the draft. Shout-out to Jimmy Can, Jimmy Kennedy and his fiance Anna Grace. Can't wait. Um, I need a quarterback in the first three rounds because when Saturday the draft rolls around, I just uh,
1: – You're not going to be available.
0: I can't be worried about that. I can't be worried about that. So yeah. if you're going to do the quarterback thing, do it early for At- multiple reasons.
1: As usual from our guy, Skoog. He brings the important stuff here on on Kevin's Corner. He wants to know, who wins in a fight, Ryan Grigson or Chris Ballard? He (laughs) says, his money's on Chris Ballard because size doesn't trump pure killer instinct.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I love that, man. I know. I know. My brother texted Scoog earlier today. They were texting me about Scoog earlier today. How in the hell does Scoog have 54,000 followers?
1: You well, get you got to you got to see. I mean, he's got those viral tweets. He's very well viral. He, he writes them very very well. He's very funny.
0: See, my my brother remembers Scoog as the first kid that didn't wear an undershirt in like fourth grade basketball, and just, he seems like that. Oh yeah, that's that's hilarious. Right, the chest hair was flaming out at a young age. All right, Scoog uh, Ballard Grigson fight. Oh boy, that's a great one. I mean, Grigson's an NFL offensive lineman <sighs> that's for a minute. True. But man, you know Ballard's a scrappy just. Just a bulldog. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine. Just a straight bulldog. Uh, I'll go Ballard by decision in the twelfth round.
1: Nice. From Andrew, quarterbacks all gone prior to thirteen. No trade ups were able to be made. Are you taking Brown, Kenlaw, Judy, Lamb, or other? No trade. Brown. Who am I missing? That's Brown. Derek, Derek Brown. Brown yeah, Auburn. Yeah. I'm probably going to go Ken Law over
0: Brown, to be honest with you. I think there's a little bit more of a pass rush element. But um, that's tough. Maybe I'm thinking too much like Ballard, honestly. Because <laughs> I love C.D. Lamb. Love, love. Yeah, give me give, give me Ken
1: Law. From Jake, what kind of terrible, awful, horrible offseason would the front office need to put together for you to move closer to the hashtag Fire Ballard bandwagon?
0: Ooh, there you go, Jake. Nothing says Happy Tuesday like that one. Uh, fire fireball. I don't know if I'm. I, I don't know if any offseason can get to maybe spending zero money and trading all seven picks for nobody. I, I don't know. I the you know if you stick with Brissett and you don't draft a quarterback, maybe. Like you're like that's odd, and why would he do that? But. Again, I, I would have to see it play out on the field in the fall. Um so yeah, lack of spending
1: and no serious investment at quarterback would have to would have to happen. From Sam, would you rather re sign Devin Funches to a one year deal or draft a wide receiver at pick forty four?
0: Good one, Sam. I would rather draft a wide out at forty four, but I, I think you need to do both. And you can do both. You did it last year. Well, you draft Campbell at 50 something or somewhere around then so uh yeah
1: I would do uh I do both from Jason if you had to put your life savings on it what is your prediction for the Colts at 13
0: probably a guy like Kenlaw, probably the best defensive lineman on the board if your life savings yeah that, that's I think that's the route that that I would
1: go. Right. Got to gotta play it safe there when you're talking about that.
0: Got to know Chris Ballard. Uh,
1: from Derek, he says, Kevin, North Dakota Colts fan here. You're the Ooh. only podcast I listen to. Great job. Wow. Thank you. if he's got Indiana roots or if he just picked yeah. them. You know? nope. Maybe he's a big Joe Haig fan, proud of no, North ah, Dakota yeah, State. North. Uh, but then he also says, I'm on the Trevor Lawrence bandwagon. Is it being long-term for the Colts to sell the farm? Is it better? for the Colts to sell the farm long term per se for Lawrence next year or give up a little less and move up to get Herbert this year.
0: Well, I don't like I don't like waiting. Honestly, North Dakota State's got a quarterback that yeah, my mind's already thinking to 2021. I guess they've got a quarterback that's the night I don't they barely threw any picks this year, maybe he didn't even throw any picks. Something crazy. Um, I forget his name. Give, give give me it again he wants to sell the farm move up for herbert what's he saying no, is it
1: better to um sell the farm per se for lawrence next year or give up a little bit less and move up to get herbert this year
0: oh uh, gotcha well i mean if you're selling the farm joey like literally you're selling you're selling everything every animal every uh, sign mailbox you know farm equipment everything i mean that's what it's going to take right i mean it, He's a generational guy. He's yep. the luck. He's the manning, et cetera. So um, Herbert is going to cost far, far less. So I would say Herbert.
1: From Benji, you may have already done this, but could you give a brief overview of top wide receivers and comment on which fits Reich's system and style of play the most?
0: Um, You're right. We haven't really gotten into too much of that. Um, I, I don't think there's a particular style, per se. You know, you look at last offseason, Funchess, big body, and then boom, the speed element of Campbell. I, I think it's just a guy that can learn the system and a guy that can make plays with the ball in his hands. And that's so many different body types. That can be rugs, that can be Lamb, that can be Denzel Mims. Yep. Uh, that can be a lot of things. So I don't think you like pigeonhole Reich and the receiver skill set maybe as much as you do where we kind of have this idea on quarterbacks now having said that like I've teased in the past when we get deeper into March early April I'll start looking at who I actually think are like some player comps that
1: could fit what we know the Colts blueprint seems to be From Colts Group Therapy, you've given several several scenarios that may play out for our 2020 draft and free agent quarterback situation. If you had to bet money today, what are you betting on? Will the Colts sign a quarterback, draft a quarterback, both? Who are they?
0: Boy, if I had a dime for every time I've been asked this question. I think draft a quarterback. I think draft a quarterback – in the first two days of the draft. I honestly believe that that is what my gut intuition is telling me. That the uh, next would be free agent probably free agent and draft and last would be free agency by itself. Who would that be? I mean it's really a dart. It, it it's really a dart. Um maybe love maybe from i know those are two vastly different quarterbacks but yeah that's 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 kind of my thought
1: process right now on uh, on march 10th ask me again tomorrow a little bit of a, a change up here from colt's law if you had the chance to either one get a one step up promotion now two free all expense paid vacation anywhere with your wife for one week or three have a two-hour no holds barred interview with anyone in the world what would be your choice Mm, mm.
0: Well, so once I love Tiger Woods, I don't know if I care that much about other people in the world to have a two-hour interview compared to the um, other choices you're giving me there, Colt's Law. I- I'd say promotion. Wouldn't that allow me to pay for the vacation? Or probably, I
1: Probably. Mean,
0: probably. So maybe that's both. What would you go with? I mean, I- I'd love a good vacation. Yeah.
1: Vacation anywhere with the wife is tough to pass up. Yeah, all expenses paid. I mean, that's, yeah. I, yeah. But anyone in the world for two hours? I'm a big, big interview guy. Oh, wow. I would love right now, currently at this point in my life to. See, this is
0: why you're growing and I'm not.
1: (laughs) I would love at this point in my life to interview for two hours one of the following. Adam Sandler. Adam Driver, probably number one right now, and Anthony Rizzo. So pick one of those fellas. So that's your, like, dinner Maybe President table. Obama, you know, one of those yeah. four people for two hours, me and them. That's recorded. a wide-ranger group right there. Wide-ranging. I'd be good with either, any of them. I, I love interviews. I love interviewing people, those kind of, like, conversational interviews, you know what I mean, where you're just, like, yeah. digging deep and – that would be a lot of fun. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That. Um.
0: Riley might not love it, but hey, that's a that's a win. Right. Would there be anybody else for you besides Tiger? Your- um. Brock is good. Um. I'd have to think more about it. I'm a big historian. Like, I kind of I enjoy that stuff. Like, I enjoy, like, war stuff and just, like, monumental events mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. our country, to be honest with you. Like, people associated with nine eleven or people associated with going to the moon or civil rights, those sorts of things. So, yeah, maybe, like, some of those people. Okay. Maybe, honestly, just, like, a general American historian of the last 70, 80 years, you'd cover maybe multiple of those events.
1: Interesting. Yeah, because... Okay, yeah. That would be interesting for sure. Uh, for Matt, what's the thinking behind the not extending Marlon Mack talk? It's a good question, Matt. Um, I think the thinking is
0: maybe how running backs are valued. You know, it's weird, Joey. I think if you were to have a player that is produced like Marlon Mack at any other position on the team, wouldn't you expect that player to be extended?
1: Yeah. I mean, like Kenny Moore. Well, yeah, and Ballard, I mean, he's
0: said that, you know? Yeah, I mean, Kenny Moore, I think his career – I mean, some might argue Marlon Mack is at a better – I think, actually, they're the same age. Some might argue Marlon Mack is at a better first three years than Kenny Moore. Um. And yet, Kenny Moore was like a no-brainer re-signing early in the offseason last year. And here you are with Marlon Mack. So I, I think it's just more of the general consensus on how running backs are um, are looked at.
1: From Big Bama 44 is there any news on Reese Fountain on how his recovery is going? How big is this year for him, just for his NFL career? I think he's a great talent, just need more consistency, and I think his confidence will take him to another level.
0: Oh, it's huge. And I, I'm excited to see more of Reese for sure. He updates his stuff pretty fr- frequently say, on I've social seen, media. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Um, I think he's doing some field work. I know he, he mentioned at one point he had a little bit of a uh, kind of a step back or, or just kind of hit a uh, hit a hiccup. But um, yeah, I think that's something to where You, uh, boy, he's he could potentially have a big opportunity. Man, that injury was so bad. God, I
1: felt awful for him. Mm-hmm. Big bummer of last year's training camp, yeah. for Sure, yeah. Uh, from James, hi Kevin, who's your favorite non wide receiver quarterback prospect in the draft? I enjoy the podcast, keep up the great work.
0: I mean, I, lo- I love me some Isaiah Simmons, you just can't teach a lot of that, <laughs> can't teach really any of it. Um, I'm intrigued by, you know, I've mentioned Ken Law several times. I like him. Running back-wise, I I mean, I know he had some fumbles, but I think Jonathan Taylor, what he did at the Combine, man, was kind of like, whoa, Wisconsin running backs can do that?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So he's a guy as well. Yeah, I've always been big on Cole Komet. I don't think that's my Notre Dame bias coming out on that either. I think he's just a freak of an athlete. played baseball. I'm sure some people know this, but he was like Notre Dame's Saturday night starter, which is a significant position in baseball on the mound, so he did He really didn't take part in a whole lot of spring practice at all. Hmm. So now, I mean, the
1: old Jeff Samarza, yeah, out. you get guys Pat con- Connaughton,
0: right? You get guys that concentrate on one sport. and That could be dangerous. Most uh, some guys that immediately pop into my mind, yeah, um, Patrick Queen from LSU. I like that speed.
1: So yeah got one here from uh keese makes that a good point i think not a huge jacoby Brissett guy myself but why is it when jacoby loses his top players and plays bad it's he sucks and everyone hates him but when jordan love loses his players and plays awful in the mountain west the whole season everyone loves him
0: (laughs) well i don't know if everyone loves jordan love i mean i obviously they there's a more of a fan group than there is probably for jacoby Brissett. um To be fair, let's give the facts. Jordan Love lost 9 of 11 starters and I believe head coach or play caller. Jacoby Brissett lost, you know, whatever you want to call it, three wideouts and his second tight end. Um, But again, same offense, offensive line fully intact, run game intact as well. So... Um. It, again, it's you can't compare the two just that black and white. Like there's a lot of different elements that go into it. And honestly, frankly, what about age? You know, uh, of thirty starts in the NFL at the age of twenty-seven versus, you know, a, a third-year starting co- collegiate quarterback that plays in a vastly different offense of what you're going to see in the NFL as well. So, um, I think there's again there's other trends in Brissette's game. That I've mentioned before of pre-injury, post-injury, fourth quarter success, the completion percentage that was not at an adequate level really from September on. Again, that's before the sprained MCL, and I, I don't need to rehash it. You guys have all heard that for me. Um, you know about these guys. You know, Jacoby didn't have a game over sixty-seven percent after like week three of the season, and the fourth quarter success is a trend we saw back in. Um, you know, back in 2017 and the lack thereof of his quarterback rating and, you know, one possession games and things like that. And I just think you look at love and you see a higher ceiling, more potential, six years younger with what NFL coaching can do to that. And that's why people have more of an open mind.
1: All right, man. You got anything else? Um,. Actually I have one for you. Switching yeah. gears here. Yeah. Um Pacers play the Celtics on Tuesday night. Okay. Will Lance Stevenson be a pacer by the end of the week? Dude, I was I'm adamant no. And I know that you probably don't like that. I
0: don't. I I just think uh, I think the circus is coming gone. With him? Yeah, I'm sorry. I think he's uh I think he's a washed up red panda.
1: Man. Harsh.
0: And I love Lance. And you know that I I like Lance and he provides a lot of entertainment, but I think uh you gotta let Aaron Holiday and Edmund Sumner get these minutes. See what you got in there. Lance played in China, man. Do we even know how good he is? I mean like Lance is Lance, baby. He's always
1: gonna turn it on at the bank. What does he do for you? Entertain? Entertains, provides a spark.
0: Yeah, but uh, like provides
1: what? Does he get you out of the first round? No. I mean, but is Aaron Holiday or Edmund Sumner going to do that? No, but like long-term pieces.
0: That's what you have to look at. Are these guys going to have roles for you in the long term? At least yeah. that's how I look at it. Yeah. Right. Trust me, we got some dude calling in this morning that wanted to just murder Big Joe because he hated lance so much or it wasn't wasn't about it
1: color me shocked that big joe doesn't want lance <laughs> a guy like lance Jeez. you
0: want him? you want him. i mean again from an entertainment value boy i uh, i loved watching them but uh now him and tj mcconnell are too similar they yeah. need the ball in their hands they're facilitators mcconnell's done a much better job with that second unit so um i'm sorry all right i'm sorry that's cool All right, man. Um, Great set of Twitter questions. Next week will be a little fluid. Free agency, of course. Um, Not 100% sure what day. Tuesday, Wednesday. But, again, the new league year starts at 4 on Wednesday. But once tampering begins, Monday at noon... (laughs) That's when the floodgates opened. Yep. So, um, we'll see how that goes, but um, but yeah. And uh you got a little bit of an announcement to make, don't you?
1: I do. I do. Um, you know, wanted one of the listeners to know that this will be my last uh Kevin's Corner. Um you know, to being a part of it in terms of producer co host that kind of thing, uh, got uh, offered a a new gig and I accepted and I'm going to be starting next week and you'll find out what it is next week and more towards that time. But I didn't want to leave everybody hanging and not have them, you know, maybe next week or the week after be like, wait, what the heck's going on? Um, So, Kevin, thank you, man, for allowing me for the last two and a half years to be a part of this and to um, grow professionally and, and grow this podcast with you and grow as friends. It's been awesome. I mean, the listener base here, I think, is some of the most loyal fans and listeners that we have at the fan. So to all of you guys, thank you as well. I know some of you have, you know tweeted tweeted me and reminded me you know oh, i've been here since you were you know less than a thousand and trust me i realize that and i appreciate that and it's been a huge um part of my early career to be a part of a show like this and have an opportunity like this so thank you to the listeners thank you kb um you know i i'll be able to you know do different radio hits and things like that uh, with what's next so i'd love to maybe around the draft time you know have a little guest appearance and we can kind of break stuff down old school style but uh this will be my last one for the full ride of the show and um thank you for letting me announce that and like i said you'll you'll know more details from probably next week but um just wanted to have the time to be able to say thanks well thank
0: you uh, in all seriousness, uh, I I said it a few weeks ago when you were out. You actually were sick a couple weeks ago. I know people were a little bit skeptical, but you were nah. you were sick when you weren't on a few weeks ago. And, um, and and we had a question just about you know someone asking me what I think of this incredible growth that you've created and. I found myself in a weird way getting, like, very sentimental and emotional, which my wife knows full well. That's not me at all. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I'm just super proud, man. It's, it's a story that gives people in our industry and in general, any industry, hope and belief of, like, people that work hard, are talented, and are willing to make sacrifices can be rewarded. And you've certainly been that and uh you've challenged me i mean I, I i i mean you know better than most i can be a little bit of an old soul in this body and you've challenged me and helping me grow out of that comfort zone and what we've done here and how we've grown this thing and beers with bowen and and you know just other things like that which
1: april 16th you know by yeah. the way so. yeah
0: a- april 16th on that at uh, at, at slippery noodle um, so yeah, man, I'm so happy for you, for Riley, for sure. Our our, our friendship has been awesome. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I still talk about your wedding night a lot, and you guys as were, do I
1: with with yours. I say, so.
0: you guys were, were were late late guests at the, <laughs> at the old Bowen <laughs> wedding. So um, thrilled, man. Just thrilled, 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 thrill, thrilled. Thank, you, I thank know you. We've had a lot of conversations about it over the past few months, and I knew full well this was inevitable, and uh, that's a good thing. That's yeah. a that's a good thing, and um,
1: for sure, yeah, man. Thank you. yeah going be cool. Absolutely. It's going to be cool
0: to watch that keep on going. And uh, can, can we get one Go
1: Tigers? Oh, absolutely. Here we go for the, for, for the final go-away here.
0: <clears throat> go Tigers. <laughs> we'll be back next week on Kevin's Corner. This has been Kevin Bowen. Thank you for listening to another edition of Kevin's Corner. If you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher for the best Colts and Pacers coverage.